Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Want to remind you as well, all of our uh, content, Gordon, all of our hours, our interviews, they all go up online for podcasts. So go to your favorite podcast catcher, search The Big Show, and subscribe, and you'll never miss a moment. You'll never miss a zany Gordon question, which uh, I fear is on the way next. Uh well, it's not really zany. Not zany? How would no. you describe it? It's just uh, it's a follow-up on the column that I've posted at sltrib.com about Jim Bouton, the former Major League pitcher who authored the book Ball Four. Now, you guys have heard of that book. I imagine you probably haven't read it. I right? have not, no. It was published in 1970, but uh, he he revealed things. He wrote, it was sort of a memoir, he wrote kind of a diary during the 1969 baseball season and mixed into that all these stories and his experiences pitching for the Yankees during the 60s. And uh, he told stories. He just tore the cover off of baseball is what he did. It was kind of a tell-all book. The commissioner at the time, Kuhn, he, he wanted, he demanded, he summoned him to his office and wanted him to uh, to sign a sort of a a statement saying that it was all fictionalized and he wouldn't change a word, refused to. But he told the truth about what went on in the side of a, a major league uh, clubhouse and uh, the players hated him for it. The coaches, the managers hated him. The executives hated him. Pete Rose uh, famously stood on the top step of a dugout and yelled essentially, I don't know if I can say that. F U essentially on the uh, uh, and he called him Shakespeare. Okay. So everybody was mad at him, but he he wanted to do this. He wanted to show people what uh, what went on and what athletes were really like. And back then, even sports writers used to uh, shine everything up and hide things that were afflicting these uh, sports quote unquote heroes. And they weren't. They were human beings, some of them uh, quite ordinary, some of them less than ordinary in some ways. The book talked about the womanizing that went, the rampant womanizing that went on, the drug use, uh, all the different things that were, had been hidden, essentially, mm-hmm. from, from the public. And it sold millions millions of copies and I read it when I was about 14 and it had a real impact on me because that's right about the time when you're thinking of these guys as being something more superheroes kind of you know and they're not and I read this and it made me realize that these guys are just human beings like everybody else they just can throw or catch or shoot or kick a ball better than anybody else and uh, it, it really had an effect on me. And I think it affected the way I went about my sports writing career to go, come from that angle. None of this worship and adoration bull crap, but to <laughs> call things the way they are, to look at things and see things the way they are. And so my question 
for you. And by the way, he had a great quote, and I had it in the column. It's, it's one of my favorite sports quotes ever. He said, he wrote, and he was a pitcher, remember, he said, you spend a good deal of your life gripping a baseball, and it turns out it was the other way around all along. Austin, you love baseball. That is a great quote. That's pretty that? good, yeah. That is fantastic. He also said baseball players are smarter than football players. How often do you see a baseball team penalized for having too many men on the field? And he said it never hurts to apologize, especially if you don't mean it. So, I mean, he he had all kinds of insights, and it was terrific. So my question is, do fans want to know? Nowadays, it wouldn't be earth-shaking in any way because – this stuff is out there now. The, 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 the tawdry underbelly of sports has been told. But back then, in 1970, nobody knew about this stuff. For instance, he told a story about Mickey Mantle, who at that time was absolutely adored by millions of baseball fans. They didn't know what he was doing. They didn't know how he was essentially tomcatting around all the time. And he told the story in the book about Mickey the night before he had drank too much. And so he showed up the next day with a huge hangover. So the manager said, put him in the trainer's room, let him sleep it off. And he didn't start him. But the game went into extra innings. And so he called. He said, hey, go wake Mick up. We need him to pinch hit. And so Mickey Mantle comes up, steps up to the plate, takes one practice swing, hits the first pitch into the left field bleachers and kind of stumbles around the bases, missed home plate. He had to go back and touch home plate again. And uh, he, he was asked afterward, how in the world did you hit that home run? And he said, simple, I hit the ball in the middle, the middle ball, suggesting he was seeing multiple balls. I, I understood. So, uh, it, uh, here's, so my question again is, do fans want to know this stuff? Or would they rather sort of live in this idealistic kind of world where your sports guys that you follow, that you root for, uh, you don't want to know that stuff. You just want to have your kid have a role model, have some sort of hero to follow and to cheer for. And, and, and is that what you want? So I, I don't know if it's quite that simple, Gordon. And by the way, I really liked your column. You could tell uh, that this book had an impact it on did. your life, and and I thought uh, I thought that came through in the column. By the, by the way, well time, time listed the book at the time is very controversial, but it, Time listed the book as one of the 100 best nonfiction books of all time. That's pretty high praise. So I'll, I'll tell you this: I, I enjoy the gossip magazines. You know, I'll, I'll peruse a National Enquirer if one is so handy. I I go to TMZ somewhat regularly. Like I. I I admit it that I um, I consume that type of material often. Really? Right? Do you uh, read National Enquirer? Oh yeah, my mom has a subscription. She like she hands them down to me. Yeah, but how do you done. know what? I mean, in that case, do you do you just buy that it's true? Well, it's all true, obviously. Oh, okay. No, I know a lot of news. Well, is you're fake wait, news. but but hold on, you're just buying that all the stuff he said is true. Yeah, but I believe it. And uh, well, I, so, what's the difference between that and me believing the National Enquirer? Well, the National Enquirer, isn't the reputation there a little fast and loose? Well, this is a tell-all book. I mean, 
You know, those always those haven't been 100% accurate throughout the years. Read the book but, but, and tell but, me if you don't But here's it. The, here, let me ask you a couple of things where you're opposing this. Because, I, I uh, you know, I find this the more depth to sports, um, I, I find it interesting. I, I loved the Major League Baseball All-Star game where they were mic'd up while they were in the field. Mm-hmm. But at what point is someone not afforded a personal life? Like, do you really need to know the womanizing habits of Mickey Mantle? Is that really relevant? Uh, I think it's. I think the truth, in some context, is important. I mean, I don't want to know every gory detail. Well, th- that I mean, strikes me as something that's honestly none of my business. And again, I'm a huge hypocrite because I read all this stuff all the time. All right, so I, I realize. What that about I, what about drinking? What about drug usage? What about things like that? Because that can affect how a guy plays. I mean, if there's an effect on how somebody plays, I guess it's somewhat relevant. But I mean, like, for example, I and I don't think that all is reported today. I don't think we know a lot of the CD underbelly about the if people sports. find if people find out about it, it's reported. See, I don't think so. Oh, how much do. you you don't think those beat writers who are on the uh, who are traveling on the road parallel to the team see womanizing going on uh, out well, on the well, road womanizing, and don't but, but, but and don't report at say, it say or a, see a player what, in a bar or out at a club no, and don't no, talk that's about that's not it. what i'm talking about i'm talking about if somebody is out if somebody can't play in a game in a game uh because he's hung over and a beat writer found out about that i think he would report it mm. i do i don't i do we see an awful lot of uh, stomach, uh, what do they call that, uh, on the official injury report. Yeah. You know, we see a gastric lot of distress. gastric distress out there and well, some people, stuff that people could be do, people do get other sick. things. Uh, I know they do. but I, I, I don't think I, – I, there might be some beat writers who would do that, old school guys who want to shield and protect players. But I think many, many – are you kidding me? In the New York media, if they found out someone was hungover and that was the reason they weren't playing, that would be reported in a, in a, in a larger media market for sure. I and I think know. in a lot of markets. I think a lot of those beat guys see this stuff all the time and, and don't feel it newsworthy. No, you see, it is newsworthy because it affects the outcome of a game. Mickey Mantle's womanizing does? No. The fact that he was hungover. And couldn't play. What if it was not uh, something as? Um, uh, uh, what if it was? Uh, what if it was something else? What if it was a deeply personal matter? Oh, that might be a little different. How? But uh, well, it depends on what kind of personal matter you're talking about. Mm, I mean, let's say uh, you, you know, uh, let's say Joe Ingles went through this stuff with uh, with his. Um, his son during the year with the autism, uh, that, and and a, he came out with it when he was ready, and that's when yeah. it was reported on. But I mean, it, that's a deeply personal issue. Yeah, I, I can see your point on that one. And there might be cases of things that uh, that uh, may not uh, might may not be reported or needed to be reported. Well, but in, I, in Mickey's case, he wasn't just that he was hungover. The guy was. It turns out, and we found out later, he was an alcoholic. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a deeply personal yeah, but that's, demons but that, that but he's balanced. But, it's, but, but it's because affecting, it's affecting games. That definitely should be reported. If I'm a sports editor and one of my guys comes to me and says, star player is out because he was drunk last night, 
You better believe I'm going to run that. How about uh, Joe Ingles not shooting the ball well because, in uh, let's say, Andy, for who's covering the team, or Eric Walden for the Salt Lake Tribune, finds out it's because uh, he's dealing with uh, his son having autism. Uh, Should- that I, Again, I can see your point on that one, but on a lot of them, I think that would be reported. And I think that if, 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 uh, if, if Joe Ingles is playing in a major market and he's not playing well be, and, and it can be traced to, to his situation, I think that would come out in the press. And again, that comes back to the question, but is, is, is that right? do people want to know it? That's my question. Well, that's, I guess what I'm saying is, of course people want to know it. We want to know every salacious detail, but does that make it right? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes not. I think you'd have to take that by a case-by-case basis. And in the case of Mickey Mantle, if he was hung over, that might not just be he made some bad decisions the night before. That might be he's battling alcoholism. Yeah, but it's affecting the Yankees. It's affecting the play on the field. That has that has to be reported. See, I I, I fail to see the difference. Oh, I do. I do. What, what If someone has something on the back of their mind that has nothing to do with uh, sort of a proactive type situation where he's going to bars and drinking... Uh, I think there is a difference there but be, you between s- so that and having a, a child who ha- is battling something that uh, that is uh, a difficult challenge. But for in the, the case of the of a case of an alcoholic, it's not as simple as just going to a bar and drinking. But he's playing or not playing. So? That has to be reported. I'd see why I, is he not playing? I, I don't. I fail to see the difference oh, of this. Jake. If it's a, if it's, I'm a just pers- telling you. I, I can speak from my 40 years in the newspaper business that if a player is not playing because of something like that in this day and age, it's going to be reported. Okay, for but sure. uh, fine. But does that make it right? And where then where do you draw the line between what is a personal issue and what is a salacious detail well, yeah, that could be shared? Where's the, where's the line a, there? You're talking about a gray area. Life is full of gray areas. Agreed. I mean, there is no black and white on this thing. You, you have to look at the situation and read it for what it is and move forward accordingly. But writing a, you know, a book talking about womanizing and those sorts of things, does the public really deserve to know that? Is that really something? That if it really is, goes, is that on, really relevant? I don't it's know not why it, the sports it would, figure is it would, relevant. It would depend on. It would depend. I think. I think it's useful for people to know that that happens. Maybe not in this absolute specific, but certainly that it's going on. I because you I see, want to you know. See, sure, because I'm curious. But is it any of my of, business? You Probably see a lot not. of kids and adults to idolize these guys, and I think it's important for them to know that that's. That guy might be worth idolizing for what he does on the court, on the field, on the diamond, on the pitch, but he's not necessarily uh, worth emulating when it comes to some personal things. But that's a parent's responsibility to teach those lessons. That's not the yeah, athlete's responsibility. Yeah, but if the parents don't know... What do you mean if the parents don't know? How do the parents know if no 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 no. one's reporting anything? Listen, you sit down and you say, hey, you should really appreciate what Donovan Mitchell is doing on the basketball floor. But in in life, you know, let's pick some heroes that that are doing, you know, Donovan Mitchell. That's a lot easier when when you have the information you need. But if you don't, back then, I'm telling you, the public was absolutely in the dark. They did not know these things. They're still in the dark. Well, they might be about certain things, but I, I in most but do they need in most to know major it? markets, man, this stuff is going to come out because people are going to find right? and, that, and that's my question: Do fans want this reported? 
fans want to know. I absolutely. We all want to know. We all want to know that there's a reason TMZ is TMZ. There's a reason TMZ's in sports now. TMZ Sports is the thing. There's a market for that because people want to consume it, but that doesn't make it right. And I, I'm, I, I find this discussion really fascinating because I'm, I'm looking to establish a line of what's relevant uh, for fans to know or what, what is any of their business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if somebody on the jazz is out there womanizing, I don't think that's news. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 and you don't really see that. You don't see somebody, you don't see reporters going into that realm and saying, hey, you know, so-and-so is married, but he's having an affair and blah, 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 blah. What if, what if, I mean, I've seen that happen. I know of certain situations where I know guys were doing that. Guys that our listeners would recognize right. their name. And you're not going to get specific I, and, for a and reason. I, and I haven't reported it because I, for the very thing you just said. So what if, what if uh, you're on the road with the team, Gordon? And uh, you're staying at the same hotel as the team or whatever, and you walk past the hotel bar at a real late night or late time at night, and you look in there, and there's ex-jazz player overdoing it. And then the next day, he has a bad game. Are you writing about that? It's interesting that you bring this up because what's that tennis player's name? Uh, The real controversial one starts with a K. Anyway, he was he he recently lost at Wimbledon, and one of the reporters asked him because he saw him at at a bar the night before. So is that relevant? Uh, that's one. That's that could that could be a borderline situation. But again, you have to sort of read the effect. If somebody's out until three o'clock in the morning drinking, and then they go out on the court and suck, I think that might be a worthwhile question. See, I think at some point you've got to let you've got to let athletes have some sort of personal life. At, at some point, and even if they're making bad decisions, that we all make bad decisions in our personal life. Yeah, you know we we haven't um, we've uh, maybe I've uh, come in to do the show before where I haven't gotten enough sleep and I'm not uh, up to my normal energy level. You know, is that something that uh, we uh, we should? be sharing with everybody who's listening well, that's just stupid well maybe you shouldn't have stayed up all night watching that movie that's a, that's a dumb comparison how is it Come a dumb on. comparison because because why because people don't root on our show they don't come in here and pay money to watch us do it and then they get jobs somehow because the team they love and root for isn't uh, performing the way it should or winning games that it might otherwise win but just because they're sports figures does that make everything fair game I don't think so. No, I don't see everything. Just something. But okay, so I guess that's where I, I see the value in this discussion. Where's that line then? Because I think it's a case by case situation. You gotta read it and figure it out. And I think that is what happens. There are editorial decisions made every day. What if uh, one of your friends from back in college decided to write a tell all book about the shenanigans that you got into during that age? In college? Did you say? Yeah. I'm just trying well, to think of what to age do, you would be. What's that got to do with now? No, I'm thinking of what age would you have had some sort of, uh, would you likely have had some sort of uh, made decisions that you weren't exactly proud of? Everybody uh, does that. Right, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's one thing to have that happen, but then have somebody turn around and publish it? No, but if you're doing it while you're a professional athlete, then then some things are worth reporting. Hmm. I think we get. Are you just going to throw a blanket over all that and protect the athlete completely? I don't think it's about protecting the athlete. But that's what you're doing. I I think it's uh, about giving some. uh, It's about recognizing why somebody is relevant. 
and determining what is relevant public information. Okay, so Jake, let's say player a player uh, takes a drug that they have to go to the hospital for, and they're at the hospital, and a reporter gets wind of this. Should he report that? Mm. Yes, he should. Probably. Well, that's personal. Right, and there's the whole public figure thing, right, which makes this not a legal discussion because if you're a public figure in the eyes of the law, pretty much anything is fair game. Play. Right, if it's if it's if someone breaks the law, then you know it's newsworthy. Right. So I mean, there's there is a very fine line, or there is a very defined line, right, defined by the Supreme Court. I mean, public figures basically have no right to privacy whatsoever. So we're talking more about what morally is correct. I mean, the thing, Bouton, uh, in his book, and I would recommend, Jake, that you read it. I, I mean, I know it's from 1970, and uh, things have sort of, we've become a little more numb about some of these things. But he was including in there stuff about players kissing each other on a bus, and, you know, the profane jokes that go on, and the fighting, and the jealousy, and the stupid little games, the cheating that went on, the betting, the gambling that went on between each other, and all that, yeah. you know, sort of the attitudes of certain players. And he made a lot of money off what those players would consider none of the public's business. Yeah, and that's probably why they were mad at him, but I was glad he did it. Well, of course you were. You want to know all those details well, because 14, you want to see the, to see the soap opera. It, it, it told me what it told me what the possibilities were, what we were dealing with when you go about rooting for players, and it, it was informative. But he did take an awful lot of heat from it. Yeah, I I would say for for good reason. I'm sure it was one heck of a read, but especially does that make it right? Especially considering at that time nobody knew anything. I mean, there was a lot of this stuff that was brushed under the rug. And maybe some of it should have stayed there. I'm glad he did it. All right, we want to remind you about our friends at U-Conference Football. The 14U division will allow players the full high school experience. High school rules, unlimited weights, real football. If you're tired of rec league competition, sign up today. UteConferenceFootball.org. Let's compete. Let's play. We'll have uh, more of the big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yes, I have a work truck and what some might consider a pretty boy truck that hauls my trailer and my toys. I have a truck because I want one and it's a free country. So just leave me alone. Thanks. <laughs> I like that one. Leave it me alone. It's a free country. Hey, I got no problem with people who have pickup trucks. That's, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm considering it for uh, sometime in the future. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, just uh, a couple of uh, quick fallout tweets, and then we'll talk a little bit about BYU, but uh, from our discussion regarding Gordon's column. Uh, and I would uh, suggest people read it, sltrib.com. Uh, uh, Gordon, you, a baseball player passed who wrote a tell-all book in 1970, which you read as a kid, and uh, talking about what people want to know or should know. Um, our friend Dunova Mitch on uh, Twitter says, Jake was a little salty today. <laughs> he says, usually Gordon is get-off-my-lawn guy, but man, you're owning that title today, my guy. Is that being salty? No, you, but you've got you've got a component of that to you. This, this is what makes it fun. No, I'm just I, I don't think 
I don't think the matter is as simple as do people want to know. Because I think people want to know. Even the people who say I, they don't sure. want to know, they want to know. Really, you think that's why I, that that's why that book sold a zillion copies? Of course, they want to know. Yeah, but there not everybody bought it. I mean, there are people who who might not want to know, who want to live in sort of an ins, in, insulated kind of existence, a happy world. I don't think that applies to very many people. I think, of course, um, uh, we get hit up for for details about stuff that happens all the time. Yeah, but that doesn't mean everybody wants it. Okay, literal Larry over there. No, I no, I mean, I'm I, I, I imagine there's a percentage of people who don't want anything to do with any of it. Our friend Calvin the Bull tweets in, and he says, this is an interesting discussion. Did MJ really have the flu? It's the biggest stage in basketball. If the Bulls would have lost that game, does MJ's personal life now become more relevant? Yeah. Yeah, Very. that's, that's an interesting question. Or should MJ have the right to go enjoy a few drinks regardless as long as he's not on the clock? Uh... Well, it, uh, in my opinion, in that case, it would depend on his performance on the court. If MJ, during the, the playoffs, the NBA Finals, goes and gets drunk or takes whatever, something that impairs him so that he can't play, uh, that's a news story, Jake. That is a news story. And I think people want to know that sort of thing, but I don't know if what makes it relevant and what is not. What if uh, um, what if he went and stayed out till four in the morning drinking, but didn't happen to have a hangover? Then nobody would know. Oh, I'm sure the people that saw him there would. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, they're not going to report it. Well, maybe they tip off a newspaper reporter. Should that newspaper reporter follow up that lead? Not if it doesn't affect his. Probably not if it doesn't affect his play. So is that the line then? In some cases, it is. In because a lot of doesn't. stuff in that guy's I mean, book people, didn't affect pe- the play on the field. Yeah. I mean, but there are people out there that are doing things. You know, we hear a lot these days about domestic disputes that happen that uh, that uh, may affect the way one plays. That uh, And they, some of them are reported and some of them aren't. And maybe it's a, it's a, it's a degree of how egregious it was, but... But that falls under the legal umbrella, where that is going to be news no matter what. If the action that was taken was really illegal. Right. Or if the law is involved in any sort of way. That's, that's, um, like like we said. It's not not as tough a call when when the law is involved. I mean, then then 100 times out of 100, they're going to go with it. But staying out late. Or going mm-hmm. to have a few drinks. Those, those sorts of things are not against the law. No, but if it's, again, I mean, if someone has a few drinks and it doesn't affect their performance, then of course nobody's going to report that. But should they, even if it does, I guess? And whose judgment does that rely on? You scored 25 instead of 35, so if, it's newsworthy. Okay, so if a player is in a bar till 3 o'clock in the morning and someone sees them stumbling out of the bar in the middle of a playoff series, that's a news story, I think. See, why shouldn't somebody be uh, uh, allowed to live their life? It's not on the basketball court. It's not illegal. Mm. You certainly... these, these are not normal citizens. These are people who are, who are very high profile, and what they do in a case like that could affect what happens on the court. That's an interesting question. It would be one to see, be very interesting to see how it would be answered. And you might get some editors would be very uncomfortable 
with that kind of story, but there are many who would think it, it is relevant. You and I live somewhat public lives, but I'm, I know for a fact that I uh, uh, appreciate my privacy when yeah, these, these microphones about, aren't on. Nobody cares about us. Not in that regard, because we're not affecting the outcome of games. Oh, I don't know, Gordon. I don't know about that. I You don't know about what? I think people are interested in details of, of us, and I'm not trying to sound egotistical, but I've had experiences in the past where people have asked details. And Yeah, but people might be interested in something, but that doesn't mean it's going to be reported in the news. Right, but I, I think... That's, my, that's the thing about this. It's a big question these days about social media. Everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got a camera. Everyone's got a video. Right. You know, they can roll any time. And if somebody took a picture of you doing something that you wouldn't want out there and they put out there on social media, you'd probably be pretty upset about yeah, it. Yeah, probably would. Especially because it has nothing to do with the reason you're relevant in the first place, which is writing columns and doing a radio show. Yeah, but if uh, but if a, a player, if Donovan Mitchell's doing it and they see something that they think is is it could be stretching those boundaries a little bit. So why would Donovan be any different than you, though? Because he's he's newsworthy in and of himself. Donovan goes to uh, goes to somebody's barbecue in the summer, and it's a story. Mm-hmm. You and I go to someone's barbecue; nobody cares. I don't know, Gordon. You're a pretty big deal. No, I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Our friend uh, at Laker Ute says, "Great topic today, guys. I think people just have a natural curiosity into celebrities slash athletes' lives to show that they're human, after all." Which is, I think, something that you're kind of alluding to. Like, do you want? Do you want to just know the the sports aspect of it, the swing, or do you want more access? Do you want to see the human side? And I think yeah. most of us want to see the human side, but that doesn't mean that we have a right to see some things. Yeah, that, that could be true. And again, we're talking— I, I will say this, man. It would be uncomfortable if you—for instance— you and I have these discussions, and when the when the uh, when the mic when the light goes off, the mics are off. You and I are talking about personal things in here, right? We right. talk about stuff, and yeah, we don't get real in depth. But I mean, it's and we're not, both like, pretty boring. But, but, but yeah, but, but we're friends, and we talk about stuff. If Austin is in the other studio, we were joking about this earlier, and he's writing down what we're talking about in a private conversation like that. I would think that was a betrayal. Of trust, which is essentially that. what that baseball player it, to did. some extent, yeah, in some of it, but in other parts of it, I would I would think some of it was useful. Well, I'm not saying that I agree with everything that was in the book, but on the whole, it taught me that pro athletes and, and pro sports as a whole are not some you know some. Uh, endeavor to be sanctified or to be adored or worshipped. And for a 14-year-old kid, that was very informative. I'll tell you, here's what I like about these discussions, especially with our listeners. And you can always tweet us, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. I think it it brings up some stuff that you can... I, it, there's no 100% right answers to these discussions, and that's why I think it's And sometimes it's it would be right, and sometimes it isn't. Uh, and, that, and that makes it very gray. Like our boy Jammer tweets in, he says, What about Pete Rose? He is a gambler and did bet on baseball, but only as a manager. Because he did it and it didn't affect his team, he is banned from the hall or anything Major League Baseball related. He didn't do it on the Reds' dime. Yeah. Do we really know that, though? Well, and, I mean... 
here's the here's the reason I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for Pete Rose. Now, if Pete was just playing Pi Gow or something like that, leave the man alone. But there's one rule in well, really all of sports that you can't break, and it's posted in every locker room. Everybody knows it. There's no gray area on that. There is no gambling on your sport, period. Yeah, and And, in in that way, baseball is much harsher on somebody who gambles than on somebody who is repeatedly abusing drugs. Well, Ty Cobb allegedly killed a guy, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. So, I mean— According to the movie— Field of Dreams. Nobody liked Ty anyway. Yeah, well, still, still in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, what, you know, what is? So the P Rose one, I don't really, really have a whole lot of sympathy for. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like the forbidden fruit in the Bible, Gordon. I mean, there's one rule: you can't break it. You break it, you know what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but other, uh, I mean, if, let's say Pete was spotted in a casino, is that newsworthy? When he was playing. I don't know what are the rules on that. I'm not sure. I I think you're welcome to gamble as long as you're not gambling on the sport. Then I, I mean Michael well, I, Jordan then, bet, then, bet a lot of money on the old golf course when he was playing. Yeah, then I'm not sure that that would really meet the standard necessary. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a tweeter uh, coming in from uh, Rowdy. Says, so is it news when an athlete comes to Sundance, gets obliterated, and flies back uh, day of game and has a horrible showing? Win a what? So if somebody comes out here to Sundance, let's say you're up at Park City yeah. on Main Street and uh-huh. you see uh, Paul George stumble out of uh, of uh, the bar over up there at an unlikely hour, and then you see him fly back to L.A. and play the Kings the next night and play crap. Yes, that's a news story. Yes. All right, I'm just I'm just trying to decide where the line maybe. Others would disagree. I mean, as long as you're not breaking the law, I do think athletes should be afforded to to have a private life and make decisions for themselves. I think that would be true if it were the off season. Hmm. All right, we'll get to uh, more coming up. We'll get to our BYU story uh, coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. It is uh, the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you uh, about our friends at Homey. Did you know Homey assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat 1500 bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's Homey. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Some guy in a bagel shop just decides he's got an axe to grind with a lot of the people. Why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? That's okay? Having been in a similar plight height-wise as this. What are you talking about height-wise? Tony is about 5'1", 5'2". Okay, that is not true. I was once turned down for a school dance, though. Uh, A girl said yes, and then later on said no. And I said, oh, okay, well... Kind of bizarre, and she's like, "No, just you're too short." People were all mad about it, and I was like, "I'm so glad she was honest about that." I really was, because then we were gonna go on this date, and it was gonna suck. Disappointing that uh, that was the reason, but I'm glad it didn't work. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from ten to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Come on now, what do you say, girl? I can hardly wait. Would it be fair to report that 
Monson was driving a domestic car? Is that everybody's business? It would be because that truly would be newsworthy because it's never going to happen. Welcome back. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. To be fair, you don't drive a domestic either. No, I do not. And that's where the commonalities end with the vehicles. True. Neither are domestic. Guys, uh, let me know when you're done having fun. Oh, sorry. Mine uh, is fine Korean technology, and Gordon's is from uh, Germany, I believe. Yeah, I mean, some American car companies make some fine products, too. They do. Yeah. Shout out to the good folks at Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Oh, everybody. In fact, there were a bunch of Ram people that called up when you were talking about trucks earlier today. Yeah, I'm telling you. It is uh, a point of interest for a lot of people. It's been a very serious show, Jake. Don't don't joke around. Real quick. Don't be so sensitive, man. I was kidding. Uh, Real quick, and maybe this is something uh, we bite into a little bit more when we have a little more time. Uh, but you remember Carl Benson. I do. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Formerly the WAC commissioner. He's recently, uh, recently retired as um, uh, the Sunbelt commissioner, I yes. believe. Um, he made some comments talking about the AAC. He made these comments to a reporter from the uh, Sports Business Journal, I believe. Anyway, uh, he talked about how the AAC is basically facing two options now that uh, UConn has left, and they're at 11 football-playing teams. Gordon said that uh, one option is that ESPN uh, pays them the same uh, regardless of how many teams are in their league, and they split the pie amongst the 11 teams, and the pie in that case is a little bit bigger. But he talked about how ESPN – that's called, by the way, the composition clause in the contract. So if ESPN decides not to exercise that, mm-hmm. then they'll stay at 11 for yeah. obvious reasons. Right? But if ESPN chooses to do that, and here's the quote, quote, if ESPN exercises the composition clause in its contract, which calls for the network to be compensated for UConn, UConn's lost value, the AAC will seek a replacement to get to 12 teams. That replacement would be BYU as a football-only member. Uh, the uh, basically uh, they explain that BYU already has an agreement, as we know, with ESPN, and that agreement could be quote absorbed unquote into the AAC's deal with the network. Did he measure BYU's interest in that kind of? Setup? No, he's talking about it from the the other angle. Well, that you know, that, and that was interesting when who the guys in the morning, DJ and P- PK have on that was uh, that they asked about this stuff. Do you remember that? Was and it he, Mike Oresco, the, the commissioner of the AAC? Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at least he, when he was talking about it, he said, "Well, BYU show no interest in that." You know, so I don't know what Carl's talking about from a standpoint of if if BYU has no interest, and you and I agree that maybe they should, but if it doesn't, then it ain't happening. Okay, but what I thought thought was interesting was the word absorbed. So that would imply that the AAC and ESPN would absorb BYU's current deal into the deal with the AAC, meaning that BYU would be whole financially. Mm. Right? Isn't that what it implies to but, you? But is that is that BYU's reason for not being in a group of five conference? Well, that's right kind now. of the, the reason they floated out there. It's probably the only acceptable reason, in my opinion. 
Yeah, they don't want. It's not a matter of the money. It's a matter of uh, being nimble, being ready to be a, to be uh, admitted into a a P five conference, uh, and and so I and the exposure issue, which is uh, pretty important to those those folks, but not as big a deal as it used to be. I don't know. I haven't seen any movement on BYU's part. I mean, the AAC has a, a contract with ESPN. I doubt that, uh, that and if BYU's current contract was absorbed into the AAC, I would assume that's, that means that ESPN is not going to put them on TV less. But how, how, much of, how much of a difference is it were they not to get that money included in their deal with ESPN? That's what I'm saying. How much money is it? I don't think it really that that's a primary factor for the Cougars. I don't know. We're just guessing here. But in a sense, if Benson's right, this would take away that big excuse for BYU not being into a into a conference. You but, couldn't wave the I money think, anymore. So what would the other reasons I, but be? But I don't think BYU is looking for an excuse. I think that if they if they have other reasons for not wanting to join a conference uh, like AAC or the Mountain West or one of these others. What, why do they have to make excuses? Well, not a, use the word reason if you don't like the word excuse. Yeah. What, what would be the reason for being an independent if not financially? Because they want exposure. They want that the pro. They want their program to be on the level of a P five conference team. Well, that's kind of a pipe dream, isn't it? Because well, you're not getting paid like it. Yeah, uh, that's been something that Hans has uh, hit on big time recently. Speaking of Hans, Doc Talk coming up next. Yeah, I and I don't know. I can't speak for BYU, but I think it's more than money. And, and so, maybe it's evolving. You know, now now that they've been, they have not been able to get themselves affiliated to uh, one of these conferences they want to be a part of. Maybe their their stance would change in that regard. But I haven't seen movement in that in that way. See, I don't know what those other reasons would be, and if they, I mean. Uh, you can only I can only because they're loading up their schedule with with P five teams. And what's that doing for them? Well, it doesn't do anything for them if they don't beat them. And couldn't and we've had this conversation before. Couldn't they still do that? Mm, they could partially, but not to the same extent. Pretty close. They've got four non conference games. Yeah, but I'm not sure that they would load up with those kinds of teams if they also. Lavelle Edwards, for all those years, his number one priority, he always said, was to win the conference championship. So if that's your priority, which is your priority, that or playing as many of the power teams as you can, and in those two things in conjunction, would that be too much to ask of a football team? Well, what's their priority now? It's to get as many of those games as they can so that they can be seen on the same level. This is my guess as P5 teams, so that they would appear worthy to be included with that group. All right, Doc Talk coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us part of your day. You know, Gordon, after our conversation about your column today in the tell-all book from the, the baseball player, I am going, going to go straight to your house tonight 
I'm going to root through your garbage, and I'm going to report on what I find coming up tomorrow. That's a violation of privacy for sure. Wonder what Gordon. If you've ever wondered what Gordon has in his See, garbage, this is find what, out this tomorrow is, this is on the big you, show. This is what you do, Jake. You take an issue that has some relevance to it, and you take it to the extreme and, and to, a, to a point where it is not relevant, and you make that part of the conversation. I'll also be breaking into his phone. You bastardize the conversation. <laughs> I'm going to hack every single picture in there, and you're going to find out about it all tomorrow right here on as the though, show. As though anybody cares. Tune in. Yeah. All people care. Oh, sure. All people care. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, it is funny. I did like the column, though. You could tell how much that uh, that you appreciated that book and its author. I just don't know. I I really I get it. I'm a very private person. I get what you're talking about. Where do you draw that line? And it is. These are tough questions that uh, that have to be considered. Uh, and I'm not talking about the kind of gossip stuff. And I mean th- that to me is is sort of a no brainer. But in the case of Bowden, when he was there witnessing this stuff, it was certainly entertaining that he was willing to share some of that. Entertaining, yes, but appropriate? I don't know. For a book? I mean, he did Teammates it. kissing each other on the bus? You think that affected uh, the on-field performance? If I saw guys kissing each other on the bus or telling some silly story one to another, I wouldn't care if anybody knew about that. Hmm. Come here, Jake. So Give it's your kiss it's your kiss. judgment. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry, I just uh, I got flustered there. You're talking about kissing me. That that got interesting. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Well, hey, to, Gordon, I'm, I wasn't meaning it. I'm literally. game if you are. What do you say? <laughs> Naz gets very jealous, and so does Lisa. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, it's been a fun show today. We do want to thank Kurt Cragthorpe from the Salt Lake Tribune who joined us. That uh, interview is up at 1280thezone.com. You can also subscribe to The Big Show podcast. Just search The Big Show, and you can get everything that we do that comes right there to your podcast catcher. You know what Austin's doing right now? He's continuing in his notepad all the things that he's going to reveal when he writes his book about uh, what goes on at this radio station. And my guess is you'd be pretty upset at that book. We'll beat the crap out of him if he publishes it, right? Thanks to Austin. Oh, wait, absolutely. beat the crap out of him. <laughs> oh, he threatened. <laughs> so he threatened me. Seriously. Uh, thanks to Austin, executive producer of The Big Show. Thank you, Gordon. I will see you tomorrow. We'll be at Bullfrog Spas tomorrow in Midvale. All this revealing of private stuff is all relative to who it's about. Oh, that's exactly the point I was trying to make. <laughs> well, why didn't you if make it? So, Let's go home. If it's someone else, the you're fine The movie zone's in an hour. Uh, what is the movie zone poll question real quick? Oh, I know what it is because I helped come up with it. What was it? Uh, what's the uh, crappiest movie that you absolutely love? And your answer? Uh, you got to stay tuned. Next. Yeah. What, what your answer? Jeez, I don't really know. I, I, what what constitutes a bad movie? I don't know, but I got an answer right off the top. What? And I know you're going to agree with me, at least as far as it being poor quality. Pitch Perfect, man. Never seen the it. The whole series. Loved it. Terrible movies. Loved it. I kind of liked the, the... Oh, I'll tell you what exactly what... Bring It On. Love that movie. Bring Terrible It On, movie. the cheerleading movie? Yeah, the cheerleading with, movie. Uh, what's her name? Eliza Dushku and... Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, Dunst. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Loved that movie. Saw it several times in theaters. What about the sequel out. with uh, Gabrielle Union? Never saw that one. Okay. Also bad. Gabrielle Union was in the first one, too. Oh, that's right. She was in yeah. the first one, yeah. All right, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show. Movie Zone's next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.